You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Welcome back one more time. It's your pals at Kapow, the pop culture podcast, plus one. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. And who we got again? The man, the myth. The OJ. Legend. The OJ. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back on. Always a pleasure. Anytime we can con you into being on uh, a Zoom call with us and then just start a podcast. <laughs> uh, trap you in into it i love i love being here I, I you know we're gonna be talking some tv tonight so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fun and you should if you if you haven't listened uh jesse's been guesting with us on our rpg kids on bikes we've been playing and you should really check it out and hear the adventure we are crafting as we go. So, uh, well, looking at the numbers, the the downloads are better for those episodes than these episodes. So, really, we should start Kids on Bikes episodes, telling people to listen to the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. And if you were listening to those, we have to give a very special shout out to the other guests we had on previous oh. episode. Yeah, he did me Thank a big you. favor. He did me a big favor. The I illustrious like. one returned as his most beloved creation, Ronnie Ronald Tramp. P. Tramp. And his younger form, he was 20 in this. He was a young, he, he was young Ronnie. kid. Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie P., junior, junior, junior. He did a great job, and he uh, did everything I asked of him and more, and then cut and run. Uh, that's, that's all you can ask. <laughs> so thank you, Michael K. Easton. See everything he is working on at SoProComics.com. We've got a couple Kickstarters on the way, some new books that are coming out. We've got a few cool things in the works, so see what he's been busy doing over there. So we had a few shows here we wanted, that finished up we wanted to talk about. Uh, let's start with the big daddy. Hmm. Here's the reason I haven't been writing comics. Yeah. Michael's been busy drawing comics, but I haven't been writing because I've been watching too much TV. <laughs> so everybody finished Stranger Things by now. What is the the consensus? What what how do we feel about Stranger Things season four? Uh I will say that my son all of a sudden wants to play guitar. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I will say that this is probably one of my favorite seasons of Stranger Things that came out. Um, last time we were on here, I threw it out there. Like, who was who was it going to be? Who was the one that was going to be uh, facing their demise? Because that's kind of the pattern that we see. Uh, but uh, the yeah, those final two episodes, I don't think any of them were a letdown. I mean, I had a a great time all around with this whole season, but those final two episodes, we wasn't too hard to binge those. I think we're talking about like three or four hours. Yeah. Four hours. Um, Just about. Yeah. I, I, you know, we, we, I like all of the season so far, but season three did get a little bit of criticism for being a little too campy, a little too unrealistic, a little bit too much pretend this is what the eighties were, you know, mm. with the bright colors and all that. It's like that stuff was around, but this is stranger things. And it's all, you know, it's, it's, it's all, all about pretty the wood. shiny and polished. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah. This is about the, uh, the, the wood panel walls and everything being Brown and, yeah. and, and you know, the more authentic look, <laughs> Will's I, haircut, Will's haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that he, uh, they definitely got back, uh, back to basics and more uh they reached down and did more of what people have liked in the beginning so right yeah man i again like i said uh the way that they ended these two you know with those two episodes it felt 
epic enough to me to be worthy of you know one of the top seasons of stranger things and the house absolutely crazy it is we get up you know i always wanted to see see more of the upside down and we got so much of that this season it feels like um and i you know now we've got the, the way that this season ended i think we're probably going to be treated to a lot of that next season as well as it seems to be they are going to be bleeding over into even more i mean a big time uh and into earth uh our reality or whatever i had but, no uh, idea this was not going to be the last season I, going Same. into it i thought this was the last season mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah right total surprise um but they've said oh we had this plan everything's been outlined for year like you know the old george lucas excuse that yeah i know exactly what i'm doing so <laughs> right, right we gotta take their word for it that they they have a plan and they're executing it. yeah d- um couple things you know that that i that were funny um the whole justice for barb thing you know that we made a joke about it but (laughs) but bringing her you know just for a little that character back as a reminder of uh how shitty some of these characters could be in the beginning so that was kind of fun but just uh i don't know i mean Great performances all around from the cast. I thought uh, I, the girl that uh, um, the girl that plays Max, and uh, of course Millie Bobby Brown, and uh, Sadie Sadie Sink. Sadie Sink. Yeah, and you know the, I don't know. I just they're fun to watch for some which reason. That's why we, I don't understand the the main criticism, which I even saw Millie Bobby Brown was saying of like. You need to kill characters off. There needs to be real danger, and it's like that's if this is an '80s movie. You know, they they didn't kill Goonies halfway through the movie, like right. Like right. I, I, I get the point of like wanting there to be high stakes, and you know, if some of these characters don't make it, oh no, that's that's. But that's that doesn't feel like what this is. And yeah, yeah they might not all make it to clear to the end, but like again, we're not done yet. Like I like yeah. these characters, I want to be with them, so. I'm not gonna say it's oh it's unrealistic that none of them died. No. Well, yeah, I, and- I I I was originally kind of miffed. Well, not real. I remember watching that whatever fourth episode where you thought was that the one running up the hill and all that. Yeah, you know, where, where that, Max that, looked like that she was, was kind of like is are will they won't they are they gonna kill her in this episode or not? And I really felt at the time it could go either way, which is what I want is to mm. at least feel like it could. I felt like they could pull the trigger. They could have pulled mm. her in uh into this show to make you love her and then do this to her so they don't lose a ma- uh, one of the original main characters but they still lose someone that you care about uh and then they didn't and and but that was fine because we it's like it's such a fine line to walk you don't nobody wants to lose this character it's one of our favorite characters even right. I like her more than most of the original characters. <laughs> So uh, I didn't want her to go, but I just I, I did want stakes, and I really felt like they satisfied that with what she went through in the final episode. I, I feel like that her oh, going, yeah. you know, wow. her her going through that was enough. I, I mean, mm. I wanted something. I didn't just want her to rise in the air again mm. and do the exact same thing. You knew right. it wasn't going to work. You, you knew you. We all felt that vibe. This when, when your plan never works. You know, something's going to go wrong, and it felt like she's going to die. She's going to die. Well, she didn't, but this was still enough. It was it was far enough for me. Yeah. There was, I mean, I don't know about this whole there isn't stakes thing. I mean, I thought Hopper, there's a potential he could die. I thought he may have, he was going to probably lose the battle. that's probably what started the critical argument of like, wow, they killed Hopper 30 seconds later. Oh, no, they didn't. Right. So That's I think that might be that the might be what got it rolling. The I'm like, they're never going to kill anybody. They better kill okay. somebody. We want blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, you like well, to just I, at least think that it's possible they would kill a character and keep them dead. Other, it, and when they prove that they don't do that, it kind of gets on your nerves a little. Like, what? What do I? Is this just another fake out? You know. But I, again, like I did not feel like that at all at the end of the season. I was purpose perfectly satisfied with those last two episodes. I my favorite characters were I'm, 
uh, Sadie Sink and uh, what you know the Eddie Munson character loved both of those so much. I love their storylines. The Master Puppets thing was the <laughs> highlight for me. I love I love that album. I love that song. I've you know jammed it a million times, and I seeing him do that <clears throat> in. The uh, matchup of that with a D&D setting, basically. He is doing a D&D thing. He is fighting it off. He's a bard in that thing. He is playing his song. And as the beasts blast around him and fighting them off with the magic of, you know, what he's doing, that is what... The, when This show really leans on D&D. And yeah. some of it can be a little hokey, but some of it is inspired. And some of it is exactly what you want to see. It's what you imagine when you're sitting at the table. And to get to actually see them fulfill some of this in $30 million an episode, you know, <laughs> beautifulness. It, it's yeah. just like, well done. Well done. He's got quite a medal aficionado with us tonight, so I assume that was his favorite scene, too. Oh, yeah. I, I It kind of got spoiled for me. I had somebody send a Ronnie Adams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like, oh my gosh, it's the most amazing thing. It's set by Matt. I'm like, Master of Puppets. Oh, I can't wait to see this. I was excited, even though I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But man, if I would have known it was going to happen, it would have blew my mind. I, what really did my, I guess, my soul some good was when my son was like, singing master of puppets to me master. out of nowhere <laughs> and i'm sitting there i'm like is he actually singing metallica right now because yes. you know this kid has grown up on logan paul and all his other right. and right. now i we get that bit i mean I, oh. like i said next They're year blasting it in the house all the time now oh like, it, take it him is... over this is your chance to <laughs> steal his soul we immediately went through and justice for all shortly yeah. thereafter. I was like, son, sit down. Let me show you something. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like every parent sh should sit down here <laughs> and do. listen to this music that Seth's parents thought would right. turn him into a fucking, <laughs> but then, okay. So, so, so Caleb, you know, we have a, we have an electric guitar here, grabs the electric guitar. He sits down, he downloads an app and he's like sitting there playing whatever the name of this app is, tuna fish or something. I'm, yeah. I'm serious. Um, and then like two days later, he's like, Hey dad, can you get this for me? And sure enough, it's a paywall for $154 a year for this thing. And I'm like, sorry, son, you're just going to have to learn on your own. <laughs> yeah. You can look up free tablature, like ultimate guitar and things like right. that. And, and just tell you where don't, to put your fingers. Don't right. start with master of puppets. Though, I, would say. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. saw the actor, either knew how to learn knew how to play guitar or learned how to play guitar and he, played a learned. lot of that himself mm. but he couldn't get the solos they were just way too fast so uh the bassist of metallica rob trujillo's son actually played the played the the actor played a lot of the song but the, the complicated parts metallica jr played that's, <laughs> that's great cool. yeah that's yeah great. i i hadn't gotten spoiled on it until like that, the morning it came out, people were showing that photo of yeah, him on I the saw road. It too, right before. And I'm like, ah, okay, I know that's because you know, I knew the plan was they're gonna sneak and do it. So it kind of spoiled it, but I didn't know what song it was. So when the song kicked in, I didn't feel like I'd been spoiled at all because I was like, whoa, all right, there we go. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, there was then there was some other fun stuff in there, just little slight references to you know '80s goodness. Tons of stuff in there. Um, crack me up with the Conan sword the Hopper picks up because when it, oh, as it's yeah. happening, I'm like, where did he get that sword? <laughs> like, <laughs> and and just uh, another one um, having uh, Steve and Nancy and um, Dustin, I think, yeah, dr dressed up like the Frog Brothers um, from uh, the Lost Boys cracked me mm. up too so i was getting a, i was getting no they had dustin vibe. was supposed to be uh he, he, what, if, was from uh what'd Wolver you say jordan red dawn red yeah dawn. Yeah, yeah he was yeah, patrick was, swayze i was yeah. getting the red dawn yeah, the patrick yeah. swayze yeah. one yeah so and the uh, the the uh the rose on the door is very stephen king thing like yeah, dark yeah. tower reference mm. and a, there's another really good reference uh when the helicopter 
is uh, swooping in on L and Dr. Brenner, and the one guy says something about leading them. Did anyone catch that reference? That is a Full Metal Jacket reference oh. starring mm. Matthew, Matthew Modine. Modine yeah. mm-hmm. When he oh, says, wow. how can you shoot women or children? Easy. You just don't lead them so much. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah a lot of stuff, stuff in there. So. Yeah, we're... I, I imagine that we're, we're going to have some time in between seasons again before we probably. ever get season five. It'll probably be another couple of years, but man, I was just... Oh, every time this a new season comes out of this, I, I love it so much. It's just so fun to watch. This so. was probably might have been my favorite in the long run. Mm-hmm. Like that that last bit there really did it for me. I didn't care for like I said before. I didn't care for a lot of the L stuff in this season, but the other stuff was really picked it up. And uh, yeah, like all the bullying stuff. Like you said, it felt exaggerated more than. Mm-hmm. Or the f- first season is very realistic. This felt like, yeah, you know, hyper. Bullies seem so extreme, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was back like people talking like you know, like the first season was a phenomenon, and then the next couple didn't seem like it was quite as big. But this, I feel like everyone was talking about that next day. Yeah, and it, was, it made an impact in pop culture. It really did. It really, really did. Uh, there's a we talked about the Kate Bush thing. Uh, and now we're talking about Master of Puppets, and it's not like Kate Bush went away, trust me, because it's still getting played everywhere. Um, but yeah, they, I, I had people at work that I normally don't talk to about shows uh, who were reaching out and be like, did you watch this season finale? It's just a phenomenon, like you said. All right, next show we got. Pick one. The Boys. When you gave them to the Russians, you knew Soldier Boy would come back one day. You need to face him. I show people the real me. Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, they fucking love me. What's this? Makes you a soup for 24 hours. He's lost his fucking mind. The gloves are off. Thought we could fight Vought the right way, but we can't. It's all rigged. We have to do it your way. Butcher has powers, I assume, thanks to you. They've killed Crimson Countess and seven other heroes. Jesus Christ. loving this show when it first started but I, I at this point i love this show i don't i don't know if it changed or if it grew or if i was always on this level i'm not sure but by the end of this season i was just i was loving every single episode yeah ah oh, i finished this i think about well you know shortly after the last episode dropped i think me and the wife sat down and watched it and yeah i mean it's not doing any wrong by me. Everything that I'm watching, I am enjoying. And I love, you know, just some of the insanity that they put on the screen with some of this, with these supers. Uh, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. I um, mean, the, the big thing with this season was everybody was wait two things. Uh, they wanted, you know, the soldier boy character. Uh, everybody was anticipating, and then uh, the the hero gasm issue, uh, everybody was waiting around on that episode uh, just to see how they were going to do it. So, uh, <laughs> pretty they shocking. Did <laughs> they did it. <laughs> pretty shocking uh, points. But uh, I, I really I thought Jensen Ackles did a great job with this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like my he, wife is. My wife's in the middle of watching Supernatural. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, probably season four, season five. And, you know, she's sitting down and watching Boys with me. She almost didn't recognize him. Yeah. And I was like, you realize who that is, don't you? And uh, she's, you know, she's, of course, she thinks he's a hottie. And so that kept her glued to the screen. Um, but, uh, you know, it, he did a fantastic job this season as Soldier Boy. 
How sacrilegious did a Captain America fan find that? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like that guy. I like a lot. It was a, it was a good show. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think I loved it as much as everybody else. But there were definitely moments that I, loved. I don't like. I, I'm not somebody that gets grossed out normally too bad, but some of the stuff is just that's that's the part I don't care for is like the some of the really going far stuff just because I'm like, ugh. <laughs> there was yeah. some bad I'm stuff. I'm more squeamish, I guess. I mean, they push it really they're, hard. Yeah, they're seeing what they can get away with. Like, after I saw the first episode, I didn't go back for a week or two. <laughs> I was like, I was like okay, good. wait. People are saying this is even better than it has been, so I watched. Yeah, I, lo- I like the whole season. I mean, the way that they ended this, too, uh, the where... We have that scene. Uh, Homelander shows up and somebody calls him a fascist or something, throws a rock at him, and he just obliterates them in front of the crowd. And then there's cheering. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just there's way, way too much realism a, right there. I know, man. It's not a, uh, this isn't, yeah. But those people yeah. would argue. I don't know what you're talking about. What it, this is symbolism for? What? Huh? It's not woke at all, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, what a potent, <laughs> what a potent metaphor for. We used to have to hide things, and now it's defined. We can do yeah. whatever we want, and people will still cheer us. Yep. Wow. Wow. Mm. And he, that actor, is just terrifying. Like, how yeah. many evil Supermans have there been? A million versions of it, but like he's just dead behind the eyes. Like when he shows up, and he's like, speaking of stakes, like you know, he he could rip you in half. I don't know what characters he, he you know he might swoop in and pat you on the back, or he might rip you in half. I don't know. You it's just like, don't know. You yeah. do and he not. could be listening. Anything right you say, now. he might hear. <laughs> right now, <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, he he does a great job of just being threatening and terrifying, even just standing still. So, right. Yeah, even I think it was going back to like season one where he, they kept showing him. He, he, we we think he's staring at a, like a portrait of himself or a flag or something or other, and then it's revealed. You know, he's using that X-ray vision to see into rooms and and listen into conversations. It was just like, oh yeah, this is. You can use that stuff for for nefarious reasons. But so he's the most dangerous, deadly person on the planet. But he was constrained because he didn't want anyone to know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's all all bets are off. Right. People are gonna people are still on his side. So now there is literally nothing constraining him. Like, where do we go from here? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> again, again, signifying nothing in our own reality. <laughs> <laughs> Just fun superhero satire. <laughs> Uh, well, on the other side of superhero shows, uh, we just had the uh, the finale of Ms. Ms. Marvel. I have an announcement to make. I'd asked you for getting okay, that just, from Karma. Just, what? Huh. Okay. Uh, actually, first, an apology for not making this announcement sooner, and also for what happened at the wedding. I am so sorry. And for sneaking out to AvengerCon. Um, yeah, no, okay. Uh... I am the light girl. You're what? Nightlight. Oh my god! I had no idea! Otoba! <laughs> you told them already. But come on, I only told Abu. Really? Well, what are you implying? In classic Khan gossip train, <laughs> you tell Omni, mm. she tells Abu, and we over here because he always has his phone on speaker. And uh, I was curious after watching that, uh, the ending of that, to see what you, what your opinions are now um, on, on the changes we, they've made. We talked about the first two. So we had just gotten kind of a taste of it mm-hmm. the last time we talked about it. So you guys, now you guys feel free to spoil anything. I only watched up to episode three. I'll just kind of put my piece in here right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear what you think. Well, I we are bored. 
at episode three. <laughs> I'm just going to mm. go ahead and put that out there. I had another friend tell me that, that they got through two and just didn't care anymore. I yeah, thought the second then, episode was my favorite. I, I really liked the whole her dancing around and doing through her house and on the stairs and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. I like the those those scenes like that. So anyway, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's some great visuals that happen in what I've seen so far. Um, you know, the, the storytelling is different enough to make me to kind of keep me interested in regards to how it's showing up on the screen. But uh, I don't know what it was, but we episode three, I think, if I remember correctly, is where they're having the, the big that's where uh, Brown Jovi shows up. <laughs> and we I, have loved, I laughed out loud <laughs> when they started fighting in their play, start playing the song. So. Yeah, yes, yes. And you know, as much as we were, we're Marvel fans, we just weren't really into what was, what, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot going on, in my opinion. Nothing that just didn't see, it didn't, it wasn't anything that grabbed me, kind of like WandaVision did, or Loki did. There wasn't something there that I could identify with personally that made me go, okay, I, I've got to keep tuning it back into this. Moon Knight kind of, that drug on for me a little bit. I gave, you know, I, I stuck through it all. Um, but the, at, yeah, this felt really similar to me as Moon Knight in that what it was trying to be an origin story and introduce some villains and his past and his like it was just trying to do a whole lot in six mm-hmm. episodes. And I feel like this was doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So and, and, uh, we're going to go back and I'm sure we're going to finish the series. But uh, anyway, we we stopped at three and we haven't had a chance to go back yet. But go ahead, well, please continue. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do a quick little like, yeah. OK, so episode three, we had the flashback to India, 1942, and we see the bangle on a severed blue arm. Yeah, which has to that, be Cree. Yeah, that's going to come back sort. around, huh? And she says, the man at the temple said you needed two. Okay, that's probably important. So, yeah, are the, the ten rings, is that the other one? Or have we seen the other one? We don't know. I, I saw, I, I read some speculation about the ending. And the possibility that the, I don't know Marvel that well. So the two bands are actually uh, Marvel's Nega Nega bands. Nega bands, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was a possibility, and that was could have been why you know tying it into Carol Danvers and and why she showed up uh, in place of Kamala, um, having to do with okay. that, like when mm-hmm. she you know when he put yeah, them yeah. together or whatever, and so. Uh, the other big yeah, thing, got- the other big mention though uh, in that last episode was the word mutant. Yeah. Oh, that was used. Okay. Yeah. So um, nothing more than that, but just you know the the word. Was uh, mentioned. How long are they just going to tease this? <laughs> I'm really getting sick of it. To be I think honest. it's I think it's coming pretty quickly. It's got to be happening sometime soon because it's just like every single time I'm like, we got to bring the mutants in. Well, yeah, let's do it, please. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. I. <laughs> You know, some of you are going to live forever, but I'm on a clock here. (laughs) No kidding. Let's get her done. What were you going to say, Jordan? I was was still on episode three, so we're... we're Oh, sorry, I jumped ahead. (laughs) I got excited. Uh, Yeah, that was was the the origin stuff of her great... of her grandmother, or great-grandmother. Yeah. And the, the clandestine... Yeah. reference which is real obscure marvel history i have no mm. clue about these characters i just saw evan bevins talking about he wrote a blog on the first issue and so that must have inspired him to do that he was talking mm. about that okay and the, the gin of you know the mythology that that's mm-hmm. you know, these superpowered beings or whatever um yes yeah, so that's the wedding episode the department of damage control shows up which Last time we saw damage control, I thought that is that's what the vulture was, right? That's like the cleanup crew, mm, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm not sure how they became like a shield organization sort of thing. Like they're completely different now, so I, I didn't quite get what I missed there. Um, and that episode, we get the the quote: "Good isn't a thing you are; it's a thing you do," which comes directly from the comic and is, I said, that's her. 
great power, great responsibility quote. That's that's like the defining <laughs> idea mm. of Kamala Khan. Uh, so at the end, they, she needs to come to Karachi, she is told. So that's episode four. We get a road trip to Pakistan. And the, she meets these red daggers. Again, I, I, I'm sure that's from the comics. I don't know anything about it. Well, it's like a group of people or something? Yeah. Yeah, there's... Okay. Yeah, some handsome not young... Actual, not actual daggers. They're handsome no. young people with scarves around their faces. Right. right. Okay. Just All people right. that a superheroine would fall instantly in love with. <laughs> so we learn the clandestine are from some hidden parallel world and that they need the bangle to unleash their world onto ours and get hope. Right, so that becomes the overall conflict of the season. They, these people, these these people, been around since the '40s, and they just they want to get home, but doing so would put our reality in danger. As far as Marvel villains go, eh. yeah, <laughs> not a fan. Yeah. So we have the car chase uh, through the streets of Karachi, and that was a cool episode as far as like. Mm-hmm. What TV show has been set in Pakistan mm-hmm. or movie? Yeah. What have you? Where have you seen Pakistani culture and restaurant? You know, maybe a movie about terrorism or Zero Dark Thirty or something like that. But like, as far as just seeing everyday just people, regular people, and, yeah, and then and you know what? Yeah, it was interesting. Um, so yeah, episode five starts with an extended flashback, 1942. This Aisha character. Uh, we still don't get to know exactly what her deal was. They said she brought shame to the family. I don't feel like they ever quite explained what that was. But yeah, this this veil opens, and they're going the clandestine are gonna go through it. And this this century long quest that they have been on to do this, Kamala just kind of talks her out of it in a minute and a half. It's like you don't want to do that, right? It's like ah, I guess not. Huh. So again, they just kind of. The villains, I didn't understand the plan. I didn't, the villains weren't that interesting, but everything around it was so interesting and they, they're also quirky and cute. I, I still liked it, but. Um, so, yeah, then that final episode, again, we have one episode to wrap all this up and it, it we, we have pretty big action scenes. There's a standoff at the school. Some people learn her secret identity. We get the word embiggen for the first time. Oh, nice. Just her catchphrase (laughs) in the comics. Simpsons reference. Uh, She gets a little better handle on her powers. So, yeah, again, that ending of, like, she she herself doesn't save the day. It's like the community comes together and has her back, and they all come together. So, yeah, that's that's where we end on those uh, few references. Old smarty Mr. Bruno finds out there's something different about her her genetic makeup. Something... And that little pause, I'm like, is he going to say inhuman? Yeah. Yeah. And, she, and he says <laughs> something, a mutation. I'm like, oh, no. Uh, and we got a music cue, Jess. You're going to love the music cue as well. Oh, really? But she right. gives us some thought and says, that's just another label. So I like that idea of, like, she's not going to be defined by whether she's mutant or inhuman or clandestine or whatever. Oh, they, they to leave, that, leave that up to the public right. to do so, that. So, yeah, it leaves it ambiguous <laughs> enough. <laughs> That if they want to, if they, yeah, there's still some wiggle room on what it wants to do. Uh, we had the post credit scene and a nice little cameo. And then Ms. Marvel will return in the Marvels. Ooh. What's that supposed yeah. to be? I feel like it's still a while. <laughs> next. I mean, next I'm sure it's, ne- it's yeah. definitely next year sometime. Yeah, I forget the schedule. Yeah, I like the show. I thought it out, started out stronger than it ended. I really liked the first two episodes. And then I stuck with it to the end. Some of it didn't work for me. So it, it just became a lot like other things as it went on. It, Six episodes is not a huge investment, though. You, I mean, when you're thinking about it time-wise for like me, you know, I have yeah. no problem going back and, no. and doing this. That's, because... that's why I, I was like... I'm easily going to stick with it because I really like her as an yeah. actress. And uh, I mean, I still like it. I honestly still like it better than a lot. Most of the Netflix superhero shows. Uh, it, 
just has a Disney feel to it more than yeah. the, the some of the just kill, let's kill time for ten episodes or thirteen episodes on Netflix. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of plenty of those where you could chop out a bunch yeah. of stuff. I'd like to watch a a uh, machete cut of those shows on Netflix because there's good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of puff. Yeah, my my only issue with that show it wasn't a bad thing but as i was watching it i kept thinking this feels like a disney channel kid yeah yeah you know like my daughter would watch this on as just a regular disney channel show almost so that was my only thing and and i get that like that's you know we want to pull in a wider audience or whatever, uh, and have things that appeal to more people, then that's one way of doing it. But, but yeah, that was my only thought, but I liked it. I thought it was good enough. So especially the ending, I thought there was enough there to keep me interested. So for, for more, so her character and how charming she is and how playful and, and unfazed by all the silliness and her connection to her family and her community. That's what I'm watching it for. That the other stuff, seemed kind of unimportant i kind of zoned out a little bit i didn't care about the the clandestine world yeah. and all that stuff that yeah. didn't matter to me but i like the you know this is her learning to be a hero and figuring out what she's doing so yeah i i don't know where i'd rank it if we were ranking the disney shows but it's it's not at the top but it, it was fine i enjoyed it and keep an eye out the they did at the end of the little tiktok videos at the end of everybody talking about ms marvel one of them was G. Willow Wilson, the writer and co-creator. Mm. She oh. pops on there. Oh, neat. Hmm. All right. Last one. <laughs> this isn't your home. What are you talking about? This is the Umbrella Academy. This is the Sparrow Academy. Shit. When we jumped here, we created a time paradox. Our little paradox brought forth a freaking Kugelblitz. What the hell is a Kugelblitz? Essentially, we're screwed. Everybody else can see Ben, right? Yeah, and he's a complete dickhead. They're all dickheads. Dickheads who can fight. Next person to say dickhead is getting a punch to the throat. Dickhead. 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 We caused a paradox, and that paradox is swallowing things. How long do we have? Four, maybe five days before the rest of existence is blitzed. Not to mention, we've been replaced by a bunch of blobs and cubes and birds and shit. Your team's good, but I don't think you're better than me. I ended the world twice. And you, you're just meat and spandex. Dad didn't adopt us as babies, but those babies still existed here. So if you ever see your other self, kill them, sleep with them, avoid them. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, come on, as if you wouldn't climb Luther Mountain. If I kill you, do we get our Ben back? What the hell did you just say? What are you, their mascot? More like their ringer. It's a ballroom blitz Been looking for you. Spoiler alert. Yeah, Jordan, I feel like you're probably the maybe the biggest Umbrella Academy fan here. Um, and that I I don't mean just the show, but I mean just in general. Uh, so I was a bit confused on this <laughs> this current season of Umbrella Academy. Like I felt like it started off as strong as could be. They had the footloose dance and all that, and I was like, "Oh man, this season's gonna be great and fun." Uh, that's about <laughs> where it lost me. Though. I was like, "What are five, fifteen seconds into the show? They're doing a five minute footloose dance." I'm like, "Where in the world did this come from?" Oh yeah, yeah. That felt a little bit like we're the quirky show. Let's do something quirky. 
But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I mean, I liked it, but I was a little bit lost on it. I don't blame you because I was I was there. I'm the time travel like alternate reality guy, and I'm sitting there really feeling for my wife watching it along with me because I know she's got to be lost. Mm-hmm. And I was getting there. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it was it was doing enough to keep me confused sometimes as to what in the world was going to be happening. Um, <laughs> I mean, there were moments throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole season that stood out. Uh, I think one of my favorites was the reveal, which apparently I was. You know, I was one of the stupid ones because I apparently I, I heard like 10, 12 year olds figuring out who uh, Mr. What's his name? Um, oh, the little kid that grew up uh, that. Uh, oh, uh, what was his name? It's like Har- Mr. Harmon. Was that what it was? Are you talking about I can't Ashtray remember. From uh, Euphoria. I have no idea what you're saying right now. Oh, no, no. You're talking. OK, I'm on the wrong. <laughs> I do. And I didn't watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the wrong kid. <laughs> uh, no, it's the, it's the kid from the previous yeah, Harmon. season. Yeah, that, I, I was okay. with you, Jesse. I di- I didn't um, figure it out until the last second either. And I was like, okay, good. Yeah, I was totally there I, too. That, I mean, I thought that was a great moment. Um, and yeah, the whole it had some, especially time travel fans, like mm-hmm. that kind of idea that it, it's been five minutes for her, but here's this kid she left behind, and now he's an elderly guy and the, the explanation of a grandfather paradox grandfather paradox yeah that, that seems it. like sci-fi uh, bread and butter right there but right surrounded by just goofy nonsense right right <laughs> um, but again i like the characters well enough i don't they can do you know the plot doesn't have to be you know yeah puzzle pieces all put together like i, I like how they interact i like I like the I like when they pair off the, some who some who yeah. do get along some who don't get along like I enjoyed that enough that the show that the the excesses of the show don't bother. Yeah, I I, I think felt, I felt like they kind of as far as the characters went everybody was pretty on point except like I feel like number 1 is getting dumber as each season goes on. I I'm, I keep thinking like what's up with why is he dumb dumber now than he was before? Like it doesn't make the, any sense. It's the Kevin paradox from the office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I was curious coming into this, my wife and I had a conversation. We were, you know, waiting to see, uh, when this came out about how they were going to handle, you know, the whole transition with LA page, how that mm-hmm. was going to work into the story. Thought they did a really nice job with that, and, and just putting it up front and like, you know, okay, this is the way it is, and the story continues, you know, that type of thing. So, and the way last season ended, it gave it some weight of like, you know, somebody, you know, somebody I trusted, and mm-hmm. I was a, I was a, 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 I was able to be myself around them and I, I discovered things about myself. So it didn't just come out of the blue. Right. Even though, you know, it sort of did in the show, but there was enough show logic for it to make sense. And yeah, and the way the family just took it in stride, like, cool, what's up, Victor? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I've went on record as saying I think this is my favorite uh family superhero T V show. I mean there's a few out there, not a whole lot, but I mean when you look at uh it's probably this and Doom Patrol. Like Doom Patrol yeah. is that's a really dysfunctional family when you look at it. And they're I mean, I guess they're all not related, but here they're neither. They're neither related here either. But regardless, I think this one always stands out to me as a, a great way to watch these family members be superheroes or try to be superheroes. But it's always it's more focused on these relationships between the members of the family and how things spin out of control uh surrounded by all this wacky wackiness that's going on um so but yeah i i mean i i enjoyed the season i don't think it was the strongest season but regardless there was so much you know there was so much thrown at you and i don't have the cast in front of me but the the brother that was dead originally who came back what a jerk in this season (laughs) i mean just an absolute jerk 
And no, it was like, no matter what, this guy could not do nothing but be uh, a, a berating and aggressive and just an absolute ignorant ass. Um, but again, I made it through the season. I enjoyed it. I'll be watching the next season. I've, I'm, I mean, we're going to have another one. It seems like they're getting ready. <laughs> the ending was strange, in my opinion. Very strange. Because I mean, it was like every apocalypse is going to happen. Oh, okay, okay, great. And then it doesn't. Everybody comes back. People were alive that were dead, <laughs> and other people survived when you didn't think they should. I have no idea what happened in the end. I can't even explain. So we might be in a George R. R. Martin situation because Volume One of the comics was called Apocalypse Suite and followed the story of season one. Volume two was called Dallas and followed season two. Volume three was Hotel Oblivion, where okay. we were this season. And there is no volume four. Oh, oh no. So oh. we might be in the uncharted territory here from the comic. Uh, this was uh, Gerard <laughs> Way, right? Gerard yeah. Way and Ga- Gabrielle Ba. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those situations, as we know, uh, always end well on television. yeah so but yeah i'm with you i liked it too i just thought um i don't know i thought i guess it wasn't as the story wasn't as tight as previous it was all over the place yeah yeah that's for sure so i mean it had some entertaining stuff (laughs) to me you know the klaus character is always going to be my favorite i feel like he's the star of every season um, that guy just, <laughs> it's just such a, uh, amazing performance. He's funny, but yet sincere and you care about him for, you know, even though he's terrible <laughs> and he just keeps yeah. coming back. And if I feel like every, you know, the last couple of years, he's, yeah, it's been a new mastery of his power, uh, discover, you know, even though he's middle-aged at this point, but, but, uh, that, that, that cracks me up. He, he uh, if they did a Klaus spinoff for next season, I'd just be happy with that guy. So, actually, what? the only other comic they've published it was a Klaus standalone oh. spinoff. So that's, <laughs> there you go. Might get I, I wasn't taken out of this season too much, but I can tell you when uh, Klaus was getting hit by cars over <laughs> and over and over. I'm sitting there thinking like. There have got to be like 20 cars sitting on the side of the road <laughs> filling out reports about killing this dude. He played, um, he played catch with his dad. <laughs> and I will say that uh, Diego having a kid and then not having a kid, I wanted him. I wanted that kid to be his son so yeah. bad. I wanted yeah. that to actually stick and it doesn't. Um, uh, I like Diego's character or, or I should say Diego as a character. Um, but but yeah, again, this is this is one of my favorite uh, family superheroes. So uh, family of superheroes. So uh, I had a good time. I just I, I hope they really. Yeah, we're George R.R. R. Martin and we ended it like this and we're going to be looking in this hole. I don't I'd hate to see how they're going to pick this up and do something with it. Hopefully they can. That's all, all right. Well, shows. There's plenty of TV, always, but we're going to cap it there. Those were kind of the most pressing things that wrapped up recently. I just picked up during Prime Day Paramount Plus. Ooh. And I'm back on that showtime for 99 cents for two months. So I'm going to have way more TV to watch in the next two months. So look forward to all that. (laughs) Jesse, thank you once again. Where can the folks track you down? Absolutely, guys. Once again, thank you very much for having me back on here. Listen, if you like comics, I got a podcast feed for you, ladies and gentlemen. Check out the Source Material Comics podcast feed on just about any podcast catcher out there. Uh, Basically running two shows right now on our feed. We got Source Material, which is basically a book club for comics. Tune in, listen to me talk about comics with a bunch of other people. Sometimes you may catch some solo podcasts. Most likely in the archive, by the time this airs, I would assume you're going to probably, you should find my discussion, solo discussion, on uh, Fugitoid from the TMNT universe. And then it's me, Benjamin J. Cologne, and uh, Alexis Hanna getting together to talk about TMNT, The Last Ronin. 
Uh, so one of the, uh, you know, is a very powerful uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles book. Tune in, check that out. And the other show that I run on there, it's called Unspoken Issues, which is a 90s centric podcast. Have all sorts of great guests on there. Usually it's either me and Chris Armstrong or me and Dean Compton uh, and some other people. I think upcoming should be Soviet super soldiers number one. So if you want to learn about Russian superheroes, you tune right in because we're going to be talking about just about every single one of them, including unicorn. And wait till you get to that part in the book. Boy, oh boy. That is all I have. Thank you very much again. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter at Stiznarki, there you go. That's it. When is your, what's your next uh, trivia category? Oh, very good question, because we've kind of slacked off here. Last month, we didn't do one, and we were supposed to have one this month, and we, Alexis has been pretty busy with the con schedule. Usually, her summer is pretty busy, uh, but wrestling was supposed to be happening again. Well, <laughs> again. <laughs> Tag team wrestling episodes. <laughs> yeah, wrestling trivia is supposed to be happening. Uh, what was the last one? Which one did you guys show up on? I know... Cliff, you showed up on a Disney one, right? We no, almost had and a toys. One. He did toys. 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 Just, toys. Justin did. Uh, Justin Lowe did Justin uh, Lowe. Disney. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I did Batman. Batman. That's right. So I, I try to make those evergreen. You know, pick them up, play along. People mm. listen. Uh, check them out. That's it's a lot of fun. Throw some fun clips in there. See if you can compete with us and beat us. That's the luck. Tripped up trivia. That's it's right. A good time. Hmm. All right, everybody, that does it for us. For now, my name is Jordan Luke. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop culture podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.